You know, the, the, the analogy that comes in my mind, the reason I remain silent, the analogy that comes in my mind is if a person is sick, they're sick, and there's, you know, chronological illness, the sickness that goes on for a long time, right? So they have a chronological illness, and they don't take care of it. They, they cough, they're getting weaker, but they're not they're not taking they're not taking any medication they're just continuing to eat what they eat they're 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 they're, they're uh, practicing the way they practice and their body's getting worse and worse and worse until one day it flares up and something in their body goes wrong and they have to end up in the hospital right because now the the pain is so extreme that the entire body is just paralyzed and then the hospital, they go to the hospital, they do some surgery or they patch it up or something they can do to minimize the pain. And the person goes back to the same sleep again, the same behavior again. You can't expect, and this is what we do. When flare-ups happen in this ummah, all of a sudden we act like we're one ummah. And these sentiments grow. But long term, you cannot, you know, in the immediate sense, I pray that Allah gives relief to the Muslims. I pray that Allah Azza wa gives you know, like some some sense of of sabr and of of healing to those that have lost children, they've lost parents. When you think about somebody, you know, bombings happening, or when I thought about those those girls that were killed in Afghanistan, when I was just thinking about them, I'm a father, I have girls. I mean, how speechless would I be? Would I even be able to speak? If that happened, and if I really truly feel that pain, then what am I supposed to do with it? There's supposed to be something we do, not just as an individual. We have to figure out how to restore our place as an ummah again. That has to happen. And that's a not, it's not a shallow conversation. It's a serious conversation. Every one of the young men and women that are listening to me, whether you're listening online or you're here in front of me, if we don't realize that Allah did not put you and me on this earth and make us a Muslim just so we can eat halal food and give each other hugs on Eid and life will go on as normal, then we haven't realized what it means to be. It may be, you, you know what it means to be a Muslim individually, but you have no clue what it means to be part of an ummah. To be a part of an ummah, there is something bigger than me that I have to be concerned with. Something has to be there. Some concern has to be there, and it needs to translate it to some kind of concrete course of action. I don't say that I have the answers. I started by saying that in the beginning. But at the very least, we need to have that deep, deep concern and move beyond the shallow. Move beyond just feeling better about ourselves. Move, move beyond just venting. We've been venting a long time. We've been doing that a long time. It's This is an ummah that is... It's history is of people that made changes in the world, isn't it? Allah describes that we, you know, wasat, by the way, I told you it's about balance and, and, and justice and fairness. It's actually in everything you find in the world, problems happen with extremism. When the wealthy become extremely wealthy, there's a problem in that country. When the poor become extremely poor, there's a problem in that country. When the government becomes extremely authoritarian, there's a problem in that country. When the people become extremely anarchist, there's a problem in that country. When you have too much control, there's a problem. When you have too much freedom, there's a problem. 
there's everywhere you go, there's an imbalance. There's an imbalance. In family life, there's an imbalance. In individual life, there's an imbalance. In governmental life, there's imba there's imbalance everywhere around us. And Allah says, and Allah made this nation a nation that is characterized by balance itself. And the sad tragedy is when Allah said that, لِتَكُونُوا شُهَدَاءَ عَلَى النَّاسِ So that you can be witnesses over humanity. So that when humanity is looking for, where do we find balance? Is this just a hypothetical, theoretical thing? Human beings can never have balance? No, they have this ummah to look at. And when they look at this ummah, they, oh, this is what balance is supposed to be. This is what justice looks like. This, this is what harmony looks like. This is what purpose looks like. Is that really what we look like right now? Is that, you know, should we feel good about reading this ayah? We made you into an, an ummah that's balanced. And we look at ourselves and say, Alhamdulillah, we have a lot of wasat. We are, we're not. And on top of that, he put a burden on us so people can be witness against us. So people, so you, we can be witness against people and the messenger can be witness against us. This is the scary part of this ayah. And that's what I'm going to leave you with. Shahada ala nas. You know, and then Shahadatul Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We were supposed to show humanity this balance because Allah made us in charge of doing that as an ummah. As an ummah. And when we and we were supposed to do that because on judgment day, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam will testify that he left this ummah in a balanced way. He gave them this mandate and they understood it. And they were supposed to show that to the rest of the world. So on Judgment Day, humanity will testify if we didn't do our job and we never showed the world what balance looks like, then humanity gets to testify against us. Why would we be attracted to Islam? They'll say. Why would we ever think anything good of this prophet, this book? Have you seen these people? This is what they were like. This is what their countries were like. They were some of the most corrupt in the world. They were some of the most, you know, the, they're some of the most uh, grimy, scum business people to work with. The only time I ever got cheated was by a Muslim. The only people that ever lied, you know, were, were the Muslims. This is this is this this is supposed to be about. Why would I ever be attracted to their religion? Why would I be attracted to that? Why would I want anything to do with it? The, the, I, I saw them to be some of the most bigoted people, some of the most racist people, some of the most judgmental people, some of the most ruthless people, and they're always fighting each other. This is what I should have. Humanity, not individuals, humanity can testify against us as a people. And Rasulullah has a case against us because he left us to continue his mission. He showed the world Ummatan Wasata in Medina. He showed it. He showed it when he conquered Mecca. That's what it looks like. And we are we are carrying that forward. Ramadan is actually, a, you know, in my detailed rules on Ramadan, I said Ramadan is, was supposed to be a celebration of us being a different nation. We are now the Ummat and Wasata. The Jews used to fast on different days. And we used to fast on, the Rasul used to fast on the same days as them. And then Allah revealed Ramadan to, to commemorate that you are a separate people now. You're a separate nation now. So everything in Surah Al-Baqarah points to us becoming a new nation. You're going to fast on different days. You have, a, you have the new word of Allah, the final word of Allah with you. And your Qibla is different. Right? Our, our capital is different. Our spiritual capital changed. Everything about the surah was actually about us being point, put together as a new nation, a nation of balance. That's what we were supposed to be. This sense of burden needs to translate into something 
that Allah would be a, would be pleased with this sense of purpose and every one of there's no I would argue when the ummah is in imbalance there's no individual exempt from this sense of purpose nobody every one of us has something to contribute towards this and if we're not capable of influencing anyone except our own households then I better raise my children to be contributors towards this towards that goal of becoming the ummah that we're supposed to become to raising that kind of a child when we can get a little you know we can free ourselves a little from raising kids whose only purpose is to get a job and to make the family proud with the new car they bought and that's all that's we're raising our kids to to throw fancy weddings that's it that's there's nothing else higher to look forward to how put put a sense of mission into our children Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. If you enjoyed this video, please do share it with friends and family. If you want to see more videos from this series, click on the box at the top. If you want to see other videos, click on the box at the bottom. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Thanks.